Hello there and welcome to the Inside Scoop. Here in the studio, me, Marius Urbelis and Oscar Jankowski again. Yes. The recurring guest and a very good friend of mine. Thank you for appearing, coming here again. Of course. Uh, so, today we decided to talk a little bit about scheduling, time management and... Uh, We've just had our module called Agile. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about the module back in, our, in the first podcast. Uh, yeah, we mentioned it. We, we mentioned, mentioned something, the, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, is a, it is a way of working. It is a way of uh, scheduling something, um, scheduling your work, your progress. But we're here to talk mostly about scheduling your life. <laughs> yeah. That's and a- uh, basically, I, and we're late. Basically, we're what time is it? Technically, we're starting half an hour late, the live show, you know. But um, <laughs> is it always on Wednesdays? Yes. Yeah, I've not, I've not noticed. Technically, that's I, I don't keep track of time recently. So, whoa. Yeah. How so? Just, yeah. Is it just because you know you don't have to count time when when you're happy and you're cheerful? That, and that's that's the one. Marius. Or are you just busy? <laughs> or are you just because you're busy? It's just because I don't have a schedule. I guess I just do things as they come right now. Uh, Whoa! Such a spontaneous guy, and he's actually holding a can of Red Bull right yeah, now, to drinking Red Bull, which is the first time I see you drink energy drinks. Yep, that's uh, not been a thing for a while. You've just became a spontaneous man, uh, a man of action or whatever. Oh yeah, I'm trying out a new thing and that's not going well so far. It's um, starting things before you're ready. Starting things before you're ready. Yeah, so not doing too much planning Mm -hmm. um, to where you do so much planning that you don't actually start anything and it's too late. Yeah. Say you've got a project you want to do over summer Mm -hmm. and then you're like planning and planning it. And then oh. the semester starts, and you're like, I know, I don't, don't have don't really at all. accomplish it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, just trying to live more spontaneously, and uh, mm-hmm. so I don't know how well it's working so far. Not not too well. It's it's a hard adjustment. Yeah, how do you work? I don't know, because you're you're one of the guys when I first see uh, when I first seen your schedule. Which was even done in Excel. I was like, yep, whoa. Back then, that was uh, that was actually. Um, I had the schedule back then, mm-hmm. and I was sticking to it mostly. Yeah. Uh, so like every hour was filled pretty much. After every lecture, I had an hour for taking, uh, revising oh. my notes from the lecture. Yeah. I don't have nothing like that right now. Partly, I would say that's due to how the modules this semester have been structured. Yeah. It's, it's just all over the place. But do you do you still do like note taking and, and stuff? I still take notes, but. But you don't. Not the same way as yeah. last semester. Yeah, last semester was a bit more. I guess yeah, just lectures and it's more for your article as well. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, actually, you're right. Um, I used to also put everything in, uh, in my Google. Well, Google Calendar is the is my current mm. preference for for scheduling. Um, but I just noticed that for the past like week or so, I just I'm sitting here in uh, like sitting in the QMB in the labs of the computer labs and just creating games. And uh, I don't even schedule that, uh, as opposed to like a month ago or something. I, I would schedule everything. Yeah. Like if if I know, or even if the event has passed, I would still put it in. The, I would still still just like you know put it in the schedule, just so I would see, uh, well the backlog of of my tasks or something was you know. And now I just I guess spontaneously do things. 
I suppose, yeah. I mean, you've got one big task right now, and it's yeah, making the game. exactly. You could split that further down if you wanted to. Yeah. I should probably do that. But. I think I think we should. Um, so, um, we, we also have a, an interesting special boy running around here in the studio, <laughs> and his name is Ian. Hi, Ian. Can you, can you try and say hi? Hi, hi. Okay, so... <laughs> Uh, basically, I wanted to to, to to talk about him a bit because uh, with the game, he's been spending a few days on his character design. And then just like today, he decided, okay, that's it. Today is the last day I'm spending on doing the character design. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he's like, oh, that's the, that's the, last, uh, <laughs> that's the last day I'm spending on, on character design. And I thought that's like, yeah. I guess that's a good that's a good good point. You set sort of deadlines for yourself, so you don't not necessarily have to schedule everything like from this day or like from this hour to this hour I do that. It's just like I am planning to have accomplished my character design. Let's say because we're talking in terms of a game. So for those who are not aware, we're like just the game design terms, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so he's designing his player character basically. It's like okay so i'm gonna do it for today because i've already spent too much time and i know that you can basically get sucked into that hole and just keep constantly um be making more and more progress refining something you know yeah. there's always going to be some jerky edges some some jagged lines which you, you have you can fix you know but it's just like hey, there comes a point where your time investment and the gains just basically just return on, on investment or something. Yep, diminishing returns, yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you can talk more about diminishing returns. Yeah, I even forgot this term. Do you want to um, talk about what, what the, the thing means? Diminishing returns? Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. that's, well, I can define it well for you. But yeah, but it's just like at a certain point at which yeah, it's not worth doing anymore because you're just not getting as much of an exponential progress. Yeah, essentially. So, um, yeah, I mean, unless you're trying to, uh, say, if you're playing chess, you're going to keep practicing chess forever mm -hmm. if you're trying to be the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you could say there's diminishing returns because you only need to beat, like, two or three more people mm -hmm. to be the best. Oh, <coughs> you're right. In that sense. But if you want to be the best in the world, it's not necessarily diminishing returns for you. But it's just the idea that, like, you get to a point where the more you, where you can put in the same amount of hours mm -hmm. in, into something, but you're only improving a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the whole idea. Of yeah. And uh, do you think we could apply this to scheduling and time management? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. To, like, not schedule all of the tasks, even though they say the most successful people, uh, the ones, you know, in the top, whatever, they... Some of them have these systems of, uh, was it like 15 minute time frames, 15 minute little windows of, mm. so they schedule their day into these little windows of like 15 minutes. Yeah. So it's nothing more, nothing less. Like, yeah, you can, you can obviously have a meeting for like two time frames, so like for 30 minutes, but you still say like in this 15 minutes of the day from 8.15 to 8.30, I'm doing that. And um, I was thinking of trying this little system where everything you do has to take at least like 15 minutes so if you yep. go and do i guess revision or something so you can do either 15 minutes or an hour or upwards from here but then i think there is a certain point at which you just don't schedule these small of tasks mm. you just schedule the biggest ones like if you have a lecture schedule a lecture and everything else try and yeah i suppose i mean it, it worked for me when i did have a schedule i didn't go as fine-grained as 15 minutes mm -hmm. but it's like uh 
you know spoken like half an hour at the, at the least um yeah but it wasn't like a time of the day that wasn't filled with something or if it wasn't i would try to fill in with something or it was just uh time to do whatever yeah uh do you think it you you use this schedule just in general just because it motivates you to like I think perform tasks or um, well, at the time, I was very motivated, mm-hmm. so it wasn't so much about it was about doing a lot of things that I wanted to do. So if I w- if I have a lot of things to do, I want to be as efficient with my time as possible yeah. to be able to do the, all these things. Because people will tell you, mm-hmm. oh, I was tell you the list of things that I wanted to do at the time ev- at the time every day. Most people at the time would tell me that's not possible. Really, but if you can schedule your day, I like mm-hmm. that. It, it it's quite possible, um, which. I can't can't think to back then what mm-hmm. all of the things were. I know like for one hour of the day, it was the same hour every day before I went. So it was like seven till till eight. Yeah. Um. I spent like an hour on a coding challenge mm-hmm. uh, to practice my coding skills in like C plus plus or something. So it it would be natural to be when I when I later had to like do a, a coding interview or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did you cut it short? Like if if you feel that you still need another like half an hour for that. Uh, but but your time is sort of over because there's another task you've scheduled. Would you just you know cut the programming challenge or or do you, are you more flexible with? If with I had something else that I had to do. Well, let's say you scheduled your programming from eight to nine and nine to ten you have I don't know book reading or something. Would you how how does that line between the tasks uh, move back and forwards? I'm like branded right now. I'm not sure what you're asking me. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I think you need to take a sip of that Red Bull. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Can you can you rephrase? So that? you're you're scheduling your tasks. Mm-hmm. Are you putting this like f- time frame on yourself? Like eight to nine is the time that I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. If nine o'clock comes uh, comes by, you just drop everything you're doing and move on to the next task that's yeah. upcoming. Yeah. Or um, or are you more flexible and like I can run into that nine o'clock to to try if and I don't finish? Have, hmm. Well, I, I think I was at, at the time. I think I was being quite rigid with it. Mm-hmm. So I'd make sure, and at the time I made sure to be doing all these things. Yeah. Uh, but something like revising my notes after a lecture is something you can miss, but you're, at the time I wouldn't want to. Mm-hmm. If I did, I would just miss it and move on with whatever else there is. Because if you keep being like, oh, it's fine, I'll push it back an hour. And uh, like, like you didn't do anything, you sat down to revise for an hour. Yeah. And then you didn't do it for an hour. And then, okay, I'll do it now. And then again, you don't do it. And then all the stuff that you've got and mm. later sch- scheduled later is just kind of pushed off and it just messes with everything, especially when you want to do a lot of things. Yeah. And yeah, like a lot of the time was spent just scheduling. So you could say there's diminishing returns there. Oh, you, because there's this overhead <laughs> where you yeah. just. Hmm. And I feel like it was uh, what I'd call productive procrastination. Yeah. So you procrastinate, but you feel like being productive. So maybe <laughs> a part of it was the scheduling, mm. where I would take some time out of my day and be like, you know, something new would come up. I'm gonna fit this somewhere in my timetable. But I don't. I, I, but it feels good while you're doing it. Just like, oh, I'm finding table, finding oh, the yeah. time for it. It's just like being busy. I think yeah, it's it, it's one of those being busy versus kind of like Tetris of a timetable. <laughs> yeah, but that this is as I say, like it it, it fits into the category of uh, being uh, busy, but mm-hmm. not necessarily being productive. Yeah. yeah yeah like and there's this another thing there's this thing called being efficient so like i couldn't really talk much about it but apparently even if you're productive it doesn't really mean that you're being efficient mm-hmm. so like if you are able to you know 
chop like two trees in an hour um, or something, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're you're chopping them efficiently. What if you could use you know a better axe and just have more time for resting and chop the same two trees or something like that? So it's it's just a very thin line, I guess, between that. But I've heard someone talk about it, yeah. And I was like, whoa, what do you mean? Like efficient and productive is not the same. Apparently not. So hmm. we can probably dedicate an, an another episode for this to just like research more into what sort of ter- what these terms mean, you know? Yeah. Uh, I was like, damn, Sch- scheduling is hard. But uh, let's say for the lectures, um, I used to, let's say for the first semester, we had the lectures, which were sort of preset. So if, if there's a lecture on Tuesday, at 10 a.m., you know that it's going to be there next week. So I would just create an event at the beginning of the semester and just repeat event weekly. And you wouldn't really need to do much. But this uh, second semester when we had this agile thing, it felt like every week is just different. Yeah. Like one week we have a client meeting. The other week we have, uh, I don't know, there's this little, it's a, it's in a different place. Uh, maybe lecture, there's no lecture uh maybe now the professor's away so you look at the schedule and again it's just not there so i sort of got into the habit for two weeks of of scheduling my week on uh, sunday night yeah so on a sunday night um you just look at the schedule you put everything in the boxes so you schedule one week ahead like don't there's no like click on the repeat event weekly or something you just like create event by event basis and Mm -hmm. And I realized that it's it doesn't really take that much time when you when you sit down for like 10, 15 minutes every week to schedule your week with like the biggest things. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, that uh, that analogy of, of, of when you have a, a jar and you put like rock, big rocks, then smaller rocks and then sand on top to fill everything. Yeah. So it's like you have at the beginning, you have to like put the big rocks like yes. you know the lectures the seminars the tutorials the everything that we have um and then you can when the week goes goes on you just you know put slot these little other things in um so you don't necessarily have to go into that very granular control of, of your week but mm-hmm. but now i just feel like yeah i think it's just stabilized again because we have yep. uh, a couple of subjects and they have lectures which just repeat so i just also stuck them on repeat and just like don't care much more yeah well um, i've got a problem with unnecessary inconsistency (laughs) unnecessary inconsistency yeah so like what's been happening with our modules Mm -hmm. like for the first two years of university we had uh three modules running um in parallel every semester and that was just kind of changed maybe it's not unnecessary because it was just a kind of module that lent itself to run for three weeks maybe yeah Uh, i feel like we could have gotten a bit more time on that Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm all for consistency as well. So if we can be consistent, you know, why not? Yeah, yeah. Another just thing, though, easier um, with the whole scheduling that we're doing for university. Eventually, not all of us, but a lot of us are going to be working nine to five jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we're not going to use this skill a lot again. Mm-hmm. A lot of us. You mean like the inconsistent working or something? Uh, no, like I'm fine with having those spaces between lectures and stuff. Mm, yeah, yeah, and uh, I enjoy how it is right now that we're not kind of. Well, I suppose constrained too much. Yeah, constrained too much that we have more time during the day to do you know things, other things that we want to do ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, because after a nine to five, I guess you're pretty tired as well. But yeah, I guess it's 
yeah depends on depends on the job but like i've heard a term that um not a term but like a saying that programmers or people who usually just sit at the computer for the whole day like nine to five eight to four whatever you know the the time it would be um is their free time their pastime activities aren't really uh involving the computer mm-hmm. even though it would it would seem you know sort of normal natural for a programmer to go home sit at his xbox or something or program it just you start feeling the fat fatigue after eight hours of looking at a computer. oh man yeah it's like studying computing i i have a lot of jotters and stuff that mm-hmm. i write text um i take my notes in instead of typing them up prefer that hmm. um, because I'm looking at a computer screen all the time yeah yeah, and I'm at the keyboard all the time so I prefer like yeah for back to the manual and yeah <laughs> I don't know I just think that for me the computer works because well first of all you don't need to you know use a paper and stuff mm-hmm. uh, second of all it's accessible everywhere third of all it's just you know easy just open your screen up just write the notes down but the drawbacks of that would be obviously that you you can just really you know spread the the sheets of, of notes you have around yep. the table and just so this information here this information here to the left to the right and you just you know like that's something you just want yeah, to you bring can up yeah. highlight something i used it's sort of like you know claustrophobic feeling when you when you're constrained by this little computer screen and you you know that there's like a big pdf when you zoom out you scale it down you try like and you know that first page contains information and 10th page contains information it's it's like mm-hmm. you still have to scroll or something like we're still used to that idea of just reading books flipping through pages it's easier and better but i actually do carry a notebook i don't yep. i don't remember the last time i opened it but i carry one yeah i know a lot of people have planners still planners mm-hmm. yeah planners like notebooks planners. yeah, yeah. That they, they they schedule things in even, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, you touched on the thing where you don't have like got this thing here and and that, that you know on the table, yeah, yeah. different things, uh, different notebooks for different purposes in different places. Um, I like to have like a physical reminder mm-hmm. that I'm going to oh, yeah. journal. Uh, so I I look at my backpack and I'm like, okay, I've got mm-hmm. my journal here. I'm gonna yeah. reminds me to write something down when I've got like just notes on my phone and mm-hmm. one app. Yeah. I feel like also if you can have multiple, if you could have multiple apps for like different things, like for shopping, instead of having just n- notes made in your notes app. Yeah, um, there are notes which allow you to f- structure everything into notebooks. Those notebooks into notes, uh, like bo- is basically more for like university using. And I used to use Evernote in my first year, where I would create books. First of all, I create a section called university. Then I would create a note array whatever like you know a note uh collection uh for for let's say a specific module and then individual notes for like lectures in there yeah but it still feels like you have to like you know click around and it just gets hidden and uh so thinking back to time scheduling i was thinking about like habits and and stuff yeah and how it's easier to stick some big planner on the wall like just a printout calendar or let's say um you cross something if you have um done the task today so just a you know do like three push-ups or something and uh it's easier for you to like you know wake up look at it say oh there's this 
blank space today so just quickly do the push-ups and hmm. cross it out and the the action of crossing it it just feels yeah the satisfying yeah satisfying because once it's on your phone it's it's very easy to just hide the app yep. it just exactly. gets hidden behind the frame of the display you know yep. you just like yep. you you click home screen the app disappears and you don't really see it and and once you forget about your so habits yeah. or something and so here you, you go about it, yeah. you come into your room and there's this big thing reminding you that you have to do something and it just mm. so when remember when we did we talk about micro habits you did talk about micro habits i don't know yeah I don't basically the micro habits where and i've printed out a little thing uh, but it was just like a piece of paper and it also got lost so I think what I should do is um, probably either, I don't know, hang it on the wall or get a whiteboard or something mm -hmm. just to like have it up up there somewhere where, you know, you come back home, sit down at a desk and you just have it here. Because cause I, I, I got that paper and I did those micro habits for like a few days. I would cross them out, but then just like I, I went to work and, you know, I work night shifts. So I, I came back late and you just like, I forget about the paper and the next day I already forgot about, it. you know, it's... I didn't break through the period of what is it, twenty something days. Once you you have to like form the habit. Oh, there is a number of days for that. I was not aware. I think so. There's just one of those you know placebo yeah, things, yeah, I yeah. guess, where if you do it for a so-so amount of days, you you basically get uh, so form a habit. You what know? do you think about the thing I said earlier about not starting until? you're ready and that's in two senses i guess i'm not talking about uh till you're prepared mm -hmm. uh you know you've got the resources or whatever that um you needed to start a project i'm talking more right now about um i guess when you're not mentally prepared how do you feel about that do just you feel like that you could that you should just push through or wait till there's till there's a moment and then and then start but keep going uh I think you can you can always find an excuse to wait longer. You yeah. Know? There's this term called uh, the lean startup, where uh, you you basically just. We could also make another podcast on on this on starting lean and bootstrapping yourself. You know these these Kickstarter whatever these terms, on how how you should start something, not necessarily a business, just anything. Mm -hmm. But this lean startup idea is just like keep everything to to the minimum to the. Um, to the bare minimum and also if you if you don't know something you just kind of figure it out because you know you just sort of throw yourself in there mm -hmm. I would guess that if it doesn't matter too much like if it's if it's some sort of a task like well university's assignment mm -hmm. and it's not like some sort of I don't know a thing that people's lives depend on if 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 a surgeon you know just decides to oh no, I haven't done a, a you know a brain surgery before I'll try it yes <laughs> that's probably going to lead to not very good consequences but when it comes to easier um, things that we we're dealing with I think it's just a good idea to do so to just you know go in there and 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 roll with it because sometimes you may discover a new passion or sometimes you can just discover a new thing where you're just gonna be so passionate about it that you're gonna learn more and like it and you know it's like now i got out of the habit of making youtube videos but once i started i was like i know that i'm not ready but i have my phone in my pocket and i was just like that's it let's just push my, push myself you know yep and i just said i'll make a video today about i'm starting a weekly vlog which is like you know one of the 
it's just like creating about creating you know <laughs> but i sort of by doing that i sort of gave myself this little kick which which meant i just announced it that's it so i also said at the end of the video next week i will and then i was like god damn you know i released this video to the public what am i gonna release next week yeah and it just started flowing you know i did 54 episodes i think uh, it's just been it's been going on and going on i think for almost three years i two years kept like the weekly uploads even though it doesn't really like you know what what sort of topic am i going to talk about this week nothing just have my camera ready just see something nice film it and then like maybe some ideas will spark from this mm. maybe it was also because the, the environment is is suitable for that you know you you like commuting you're walking you're chatting with friends you're you're more likely to um, come across something new something like that like these days I'm, I feel like if I wanted to do a video, I would have to like force myself to do it. Right. Um, I've done it for the university blogs, but only done it one, like one video and that's it. If I want to do another one, I have to sit down, research and do another one. As opposed to something where I just threw myself in with the intention of learning something new, learning how to edit, how to film, learning just loads of new things. And I did it and it was like, it was the best experience I've had. Yeah. Because I made new friends. Um, I've had people afterwards messaging me saying, oh, thanks a lot because I watched your videos and now I want to go to this high school and then I learned this and that. And just like there's some people who actually appreciate it. I was like, whoa, you know, it was just because I said I will sort of like over promise. Yes. Which is like you're, okay. you're supposed to under promise and over deliver. That's what they say. But like, yes, I like sort of over promise. But I, but then I held myself accountable. So yep. even though. Yeah, that's the thing. So like, even though, you know, you, you just go in there not knowing anything, you just push yourself. I, I feel like having something to keep you accountable is really good. I feel like that works. Like even that could be people. Mm -hmm. That could be you telling somebody I'm going to do this. Yeah, that can go the other way around. That can make you feel horrible if you didn't, don't do mm. it. But it could force you to do it. Yeah. Or even having a journal. Right, a journal. If you have, if you fill your journal journal out every day, and then you have uh, a day where you just don't do anything, and you're super lazy, like how much are you going to want to write about that in your journal? Mm. Or if you have a habit, or if you have yeah a habit, yeah, I guess a habit mm -hmm. of doing something every day that's productive, um, and and I don't know, you you write that down in your journal every day that you you did this, and then one day you skip it out, but you but you've been doing your journal for like maybe a year, and you don't yeah. want to just skip one day out. You know, so I think I that that would that would motivate you to do something that I've day? been thinking about that for a long time, and I haven't really properly started doing a daily journal. Mm -hmm. I've kind of tried starting, yeah, and then it kind of fell off. I so have done one. I have done one back in the states when when I was on exchange. I had a, a this idea to like just do it for thirty days. I think so. I just bought a notebook. Um, just said okay, every day I'm gonna write something in it. I don't remember what I think there I've had like three specific questions which helped me but there's like three three questions that you base base your uh, your journal entry on it's maybe like what did you feel the most excited about today um, it's like what was the most boring thing some and then from these things you can have this backlog of like days and how you felt that day and what made you feel like that so then you look and, and you start to realize that you know well, it's a bit hard now as we're in, in university, you know, and we, we can't just like say, I don't like lectures. So you can't 
look back on on your on your thing and and uh, just basically say that you know I'm, I'm gonna ditch lectures or something but just in general maybe you spoke to some guy you don't like and then you you've realized that you hate the guy or something and then and, and he like he insults you or something so you just look back through that and say okay that makes sense i should probably fix that or just not talk to the person and then once you uh single these things and, and single out and just you know get them out of your life basically you just become a happier man i guess yeah, i mean that's what you're aiming for aren't you yeah. like just getting just ha being happy i guess and making other people happy do you think you can have that much control over your happiness hmm. not necessarily you, that much you know but hmm. that's a good question that's a tough topic having an ability over to control your happiness um no yes. well see okay well thinking back to the journaling thing if every day you feel like you're writing the same thing over and over again that most likely means that you can change something i don't know if not then you can at least try and spot patterns which i don't know help you change your mindset maybe yeah i feel like it um when it comes to happiness and unhappiness like try to not look at that people say that you, you don't aim at being happy uh, you know trying to be happy mm -hmm. like aim at other stuff and, and that being happy comes and goes mm. like i'm sad that the sadness and, and the happiness come and go um and it's just a, a, a part of life mm -hmm. obviously uh like there isn't one without the other yin yang <laughs> yeah um but I, f I feel like you, you can when you've got a journal like that as you're saying you can focus on on stuff that is more uh tangible that's removed from your emotional state um so like the thing i think last week that we were talking about them doing more reading and, and uh, doing less thinking and stuff like mm -hmm. that that's something you can affect i feel yeah uh, because it, if you can remove that from your emotional state that's it, the thing with habits as well if you have a habit it doesn't matter if you're having a good day or a bad mm -hmm. day you're going to do this thing yeah it's like you know what the best sportsmen in the world do like they, if they're having a bad day they still go to training yeah and just um, do it then it's so you remove that from your emotion completely emotion still comes when you like achieve something big out mm -hmm. of it yeah from all that practice at the end but, but if you like have to do it you know then then you i guess you think about it and you become this hyper aware self-aware person where you you are aware <laughs> of that you're feeling bad today but then you have to push yourself and uh, you m you then probably just can change your mindset a bit to think about let's say the again the achievements or if there's a workout uh you probably feeling lazy or something before it you start thinking about the gains that you're gonna get after it you know the moment yeah you know the the moment after you finish it and just feel feel like you've accomplished it like it's one of those good feelings. Yeah. But you have to sort of um, invest in that future feeling just by saying, now I have to push through. Yeah. And I know that the feeling will come. So what was the thing that's um, talked about nowadays about is it immediate... Um, instant gratification. Instant gratification. Mm -hmm. So it's that kind of thing. Like being able to think about far, far in the future yeah. and being be able to not get much of an emotional boost from whatever it is you're doing right now kind of staying very composed yeah for when in the future you can celebrate uh, yeah. that kind of thing you're basically investing in, in the future self and trying to not let him down uh and i'm still guilty of that like i yep. i should we should probably do an episode on future self 
future self because we did we talked about past self mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so forget about past self maybe use that to improve our our present self a bit mm-hmm. but how today we are basically um well there's this saying about uh, about the earth and the ground and everything they say that like it does not belong to us because we are borrowing it from our grandchildren. So it's like we shouldn't just destroy the planet and like, oh, you know. I see. So it's like it's because the land is not ours. That it's just we're borrowing it from future generations. So if we leave a mess, we're basically just you know leaving a mess for for the future. So, so you could use your future self to keep yourself accountable. Yeah. And then once, once without even noticing that, you just keep doing good, good things for yourself. Mm-hmm. The time will come when you just realize that hey, actually, compared to my past self, I'm feeling like a better person, way better person. You know, just I would need that. I would need this awake, like you know, this waking call to snap out of this weird, where it's like, oh, I'm just levitating. You know, just barely above the water and I don't care about diving deeper or just be there you know exist yeah because I feel like I'm currently in this in the state of mind where even though I know what is best for me but I can't really act on right maybe even keto I've seen like uh, friends around us started doing keto diets and stuff and I'm like well I'm I'm pretty thin you know slim whatever I don't don't really but then I start feeling like I'm you know gaining weight and and I talked to this guy and he's like, yeah, you need weight, but your weight has to be muscle, not fat. Just right. like, oh, wait, that actually makes sense. So even even like doing a ke- something like keto diet. Yeah, so we, we talked earlier on the on the podcast with Patch about about ketos. And uh, I think we should probably just come up, come in next time to chat about some sort of a goal that we raise for ourselves. Let that keep us uncomfortable. To keep us accountable, yes, but come up with a proper system. I know you've done system. this before, because I listened to one of your podcasts. You're talking about... Oh, I can't remember. It's a YouTube thing. It's a no YouTube weekend. Yep. It didn't work for me. didn't? Patch was like, okay, so we'll, we'll try to catch up with it. And, and yeah, so uh, we didn't didn't really, like, catch up on that. We didn't speak about it. And there wasn't a person who was, like, constantly checking in if, if you're, you know keeping you accountable and I could I could I also could barely break out of the the rhythm of not w- just watching YouTube so I yeah. I didn't watch it for like a few days and then realized that what else am I gonna do now I'm literally so tired like after yeah. a shift or something I'm like uh I don't know but we would need to maybe read up a bit on systems on how to motivate yourself hmm. so that we would have this uh motivation from outside first of all that will help us build the inner motivation right to move forward yes once you reach that once you achieve that you don't need anyone else telling you what to do i mean i, I know what worked with me in the past like last semester mm-hmm. it was literally just having a habit and and just keeping on going i was really having something to do that i wanted to do then yeah. i thought that was useful for me right now yeah i'm doing the games module that alone isn't going to motivate me. Mm-hmm. So I don't really. I'm actually excited. Yep, I know. Yeah, I, I am. Like, yeah, I wake up. I wake up, and today I I woke up. So I, right. So I went to sleep at 4 a.m. That because it's um, 
after a shift. So went to sleep at 4 a.m., woke up at like 8 a.m., full with energy, ready to rock and roll, you know, go to the labs, because I was, I was actually waiting for this going to the labs, creating games, and meeting up with Ian, and hi, Ian. <laughs> so... You should come on, Ian. Yeah, and basically, I was so excited, but then I looked at the watch and said, wait, so I only slept for four hours. Mm-hmm. My body is trying to fool me. Yeah, it's trying to say, hey, you're excited, it's all fine, but like, eh, I know that I will just crash. fall asleep or yep. crash, something like that. So then I just slept for a bit more, a bit more, and then until I was waking up almost every hour, and then I looked at it, okay, so it's like seven-ish hours of sleep? Yeah. I'm good. So That's I'm just good enough. Seven, yeah, yeah, so it's like, but I, f- I feel excited, because I have done this, I like games, I like making games, and I yeah. don't know. Probably not the best skill, but it's Whatever like makes it. you happy, I guess. I, I like um, the idea that I'm going with for the game. Um, but when I think about the deliverables that we have for like the first 10% mm. of the assignment, I'm like, it doesn't excite me so much. I know I need to write them down. Yeah. And I know the one pager will be really useful for me because I'll be able to talk about the different aspects of my game. Then I look at the stuff that's there, like the genre, genre and target audience. Mm-hmm. Like I'm making this game because I'd want to play this game. I'm my target audience essentially for mm. this. Um, I haven't actually read the assignments, so that's why I'm just so calm and easy just creating the game. Yeah. However, from the uh, intrinsic motivation, I do have a game concept document with uh, player POVs and, and uh, target audience and uh, unique selling points, because I didn't look at the assignment, but I'm pretty sure that whatever I have will fit the assignment, because I was so excited in doing that that I did it in the best sort of um, term like a best way to do it in the like actual industry to analyze the audience to maybe a bit still far from far from like a a good game design but at least i'm feeling like i'm doing some progress or something better yeah i've probably written over it was when i was writing like loads and loads in that notepad and i was like i started running out of things out of gaming uh, game design terms that i could Mm. use to kind of classify all these things yeah. so I literally had like mechanics progress progression stuff like that and I, I can remember all the other stuff that I was mentioned in the book and I was like maybe I should look into the book and kind of follow that because it would be useful from, from somebody who's like done this before yeah. Um, yeah but I feel well maybe strained but of, of what we we're talking about but um, I feel like um, a lot of the stuff that's in the book I mentioned this earlier mm-hmm. um, that there, there is a lot in this book from somebody of lots of experience where a lot of us are doing this module this is the first time we're ever creating a game yeah. I feel like none, a lot of the stuff isn't going to stick with us uh, I feel like if we've made maybe at least one game before and come up against some of these struggles that he talks about yeah. in the book it would have resonated better with us because it's a solving a problem for us yeah. whereas if we're coming into reading the book without ever any experience in the mm. thing we kind of just kind of brush it off because we we don't realize that you know how much of a problem it is. I think it's I mean, it is a person who's a game designer. Yeah, he was like. For but he also years. structured the book by levels. Yeah, so yeah. he does. He has these chapters in the book, structured sort of as levels, and if you were to follow his design, his principles, his everything, uh, I'm pretty sure you would be well aware of what sort of you know 
games are and how you're yeah. supposed to make them because he talks about the camera he talks about the fighting the blah blah but like maybe if you're not as interested and if you don't know what like half of the terms mean or yes. something it's like probably yeah as you say like more of a an advanced or it's like when or like, you don't know what problem you're solving that, that mm, kind of thing yeah. um i've actually thought about this a little bit more mm-hmm. um about two two ways it's very general yeah. it can be split down probably uh, or there's more, probably more ways of reading a book uh, for learning something um, so I kind of spoke about it and in, in, in I wrote it down but mm-hmm. I'll try to remember it one of it was when you've kind of went and um, you know followed some basic rules for practically creating something applying yourself um, so the same making a game yeah. and then you go pick up the book and read it so after you've been doing this maybe for like six months uh, regularly yeah. um, it's kind of like decorating your knowledge with yeah. more with somebody's uh, experience yeah, yeah I feel like when you haven't done any of it before when you're just reading this book because the first thing is your first step you're kind of laying this kind of uh, you're like these breadcrumbs in front yeah, of you yeah. so when you later go on to actually apply yourself practically every now and then you'll kind of you, you'll unconsciously do some things very well in, yeah. in the right way because you've read about it before not being aware of it so in that way it can be useful i guess but yeah i do sometimes notice that when i just i think it's the like subconscious programming things where i turn on some tutorial in the background you know while doing something and then i don't know after a week or something i just uh, subconsciously spontaneously just do that and i think where do where do i know that from and then realize oh yeah wait it makes sense or at least i i am aware of that some sort of a tool to accomplish a task exists i don't know what sort of tool or how it's called exactly you know because i forgot yeah i forgot let's say from the last time i watched that tutorial or something but i at least know where to find the information how to i think that's how that's what studies are yeah so that's kind of priming your brain i guess to to the task even if you you're not supposed to recall everything you read no no it's just to kind of wire your brain in a certain way it's a bit of a sad thing that we're we're still still to this day getting tested oh it'd be so much better off if we're just expected to read but not necessarily maybe actually written written answers on tests and very open-ended questions yeah but we can't be trusted to do that because yeah (laughs) no because that's the thing most of the people are just gonna not do that that's the thing but why would they come to educate to get an education anyways like i just yeah some people just don't have an, any sort of motivation and you just well, I think, think like what it would it would become a thing eventually if we gradually move towards that it would become a thing we could do it i mean personally i struggle with just reading books if i was if, if i was for the entirety of university trying to just get as much information as i could just yeah. read a lot it'd come to me easily and i would see the value in it but mm-hmm. when we're expected to you don't see the value in it if, if it doesn't help you yeah you know progress with your university degree. yeah I don't know, we had the cybersecurity module. Yeah. And it was so difficult and hard and then it also like required certain things and you had to recall some information, you know, for the exam and and also there was this mental pressure, at least for me personally, that the exam was eighty was worth eighty percent of the grade. Right. So anytime I would read the book or do anything else, I would just constantly be thinking about this eighty eighty percent, eighty percent. Oh my god, I'm gonna be tested on this eighty percent. 
now I just I don't think I remember anything from that module. Yeah. But I always thought that cybersecurity is interesting. Mm-hmm. I would like to, you know, get more into it, to learn more things myself. But when this big thing just hangs over over you say, Hey, this yeah. your degree depends on this, so you have to it just I just over push myself and just it's everything like, crumbles, you know. It's like the games thing as well, but I think it's more also for the people who are going to put their effort in. If you do read the books, I think you're going to do a lot better as well. Yeah, that uh, makes it's, sense. It's, it's yes. like the damaging return thing, but in a, in a, in a positive way. Yeah. Uh, as you don't get rewarded that much more, but because um, you can pass the games module, but just make it followed in following the you know deliverables that yeah, you have to, yeah. and you can do just fine. You probably not worth worth your time reading the book even, but yeah. Uh, Technically, yes. But uh, our professor said, you, you're going to take out of this module whatever you want to take out. Yes. So challenge yourself. Like if you've never done a 3D game, do a 3D game because why not? You know, they, it's it's one of those first lectures, modules sort of things where we actually have a little bit of a freedom. Mm-hmm. And they acknowledge it. They say this is structured in a way to give you freedom. Yep. I'm sure there's going to be some people... Well, maybe I'm, I'm wrong, you know, but there's probably going to be some people who just put very minimal effort uh, in order to free up some more time and just, you know, I don't know, do all sorts of crap with their time instead of, you know, actually focusing on making the game. So they're going to, you know, throw some assets which they ripped online and just create a game out of these little pre-built pieces already because mm-hmm. they like they don't like game development they don't really care but for other people like people like me like i like game development so it's a very good opportunity to finally just push through yes push through that barrier which um is sort of a mental barrier where you have a sort of half finished ideas and then you start making it but you finish midway because you your idea just ran dry like you it's just like it wasn't that good of an idea or you just didn't design it from the get-go properly yeah. you just had a certain idea you started working on it then you lost motivation motivation because you didn't spend enough time pre pre-planning and so it yeah do you feel like if, once you like because of this you're going to be kind of forced to finish the game um do you think because of that you're going to learn how it feels to actually finish the game and you think you're gonna enjoy that and do it a lot more often then. yeah possibly possibly because this is one of the and uh, yeah that's what our professor said during a meeting and I'm just like so what do you like about it blah, blah. I was like well I'm I'm glad that this puts a time pressure on on me and she's like yeah it's a very actually very good opportunity to to do something I even wanted to publish a game last year the beginning of the year I just said okay gonna work for a year and then publish a game on steam didn't happen why did that why it didn't happen i don't know probably probably lost motivation and then other subjects come in when you start feeling like you have less time for your activity you just yeah. have to do the things you have to do mm-hmm. even though if you were so passionate about that you would do the things you have to do but then find at least a little yeah. bit of spare time i feel like that's even better play the long run and you yes know, like do again the things that you have to do out of your way it also motivates you to actually do the things that you have to do for university if you know at the end of the day you get to do something that you want to do without the pressure of thinking i'm just procrastinating so if you get all the things that you need to do for university out of the way Mm -hmm. and then as a reward you get to work on your own thing and you're still being productive because you're working on your own thing uh you know you're on a productive thing you know rather than just i don't know netflix yeah Yeah, uh 
that that ties back into scheduling and, and time management mm-hmm. if you if you have something that you're excited about it's way easier to schedule or not even schedule that's probably that's why i'm not scheduling something because it's just spontaneous i know that i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna want to work on this so i just go and work on it mm-hmm. whenever i have some free time just work on it yeah see one one thing i don't want to be is i don't want to be a slave to my deadlines <laughs> oh you know, that's yeah. so that's that's one thing to fight mm. against because if you're just a slave to your deadlines, you're always going to be working under somebody, mm-hmm. and you're never going to be independent uh, mm-hmm. to work on what you want yeah. to work on. If you can't find the motivation for moving, yeah, um, and that's your destiny, and that's fine. That's completely fine. You can you can do that. That's a way to live for sure. Yeah, but um, yeah, I feel like it's more exciting to, even if it's a lot, uh, it's, it's a lot of hard work mm-hmm. to find something within you to motivate you to do what you want to do and find that thing that you want to do for yourself i think it's worth it in the end yeah i feel like we steered back and forwards and and, and around in circles and loops it is what one it of us fun yeah it is what it is <laughs> it's one of those spontaneous episodes um it is what it is could be tall could be used for some sort of a taoism um greeting <laughs> you know, taoism the flow yin yang everything it is what it is, but you can influence that. Uh-huh. You can influence the flow. That's the thing. The time flow, the way your your time ma- is managed. And so we end on this note, yeah. It is what it is. But you can influence that? Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Works I mean, for me. Well, let's talk about determinism next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Works for me. So see you guys next time. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Oscar, for being here. Thank you for having me.